0: Happy day before Thanksgiving, everyone. This is Cade Chumslin back on NFL Study Hall. Hope you guys are traveling safe, seeing the family. I know I just got back home from college last night, and Zach is actually traveling today. But the show must go on, so I'm going to take over this one while he's on the road or in the air. He's up in Tennessee traveling down to Florida, so he could take either one. But right now, we're going to look back at a crazy Week 11, and in respect to Thanksgiving coming up, we're going to do this a little differently. We're going to recap it based on who the winning team was thankful for, or what they were thankful for in their matchup. So let's just straight up dive in. Last Thursday night, we had the Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks, a great division rivalry, a great playoff implication type game. Seattle able to win this game 28-21. Who are they thankful for? Carlos Dunlap. After being traded by the Cincinnati Bengals three weeks ago, Carlos Dunlap has done extraordinary things for the Seattle Seahawks. In this game, he had two sacks, three hits on the QB, and in general, Seattle's defensive line was able to stop Arizona's run game Kyler Murray who's been known as being probably the number one rushing QB in the league right now had only five rushes for 15 yards Seattle's defense is really stepping up its game and hopefully they'll be able to keep that going when they play some strong offensive teams later this was a great tight battle Arizona never actually had the league but they were right there the entire time Unlike last game between these two on Sunday Night Football where it was a complete shootout, this was a lower scoring game with more defensive play in it. Again, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson both looked pretty decent and both these teams should look good in the future, but now you've got the Rams who got a good win, we'll talk about them at the end of this section, you got Seattle who's at 7-3, and three, the Rams who are at 7-3, and three, and the Arizona Cardinals are now sitting at six and four. They should be okay. I expect more wins out of them later, but it's it's interesting to see. We think these Arizona Cardinals are really good, but they're now sitting at six and four. Something to watch for in the future. Going over to Sunday's slate, Philadelphia Eagles versus the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland able to win it twenty two to seventeen in another low score battle. Cleveland was thankful for the weather. This is the third straight game in Cleveland where it's been crummy weather for a Sunday Sunday at one type game. And Cleveland's been able to take advantage of it based on their defense. You saw them hold the Houston Texans to only seven points, Philadelphia Eagles to 17 points. Their defense has really stepped up their game and stopped the overall aspect, especially the past game. Carson Wentz had a terrible game this, this day, which is... Usual to him, the turnover heavy man himself. But Cleveland's defense had five sacks, three turnovers, including a pick six and a safety. Really was dominating Philadelphia on the offense on the defensive side of the ball. And Cleveland, Cleveland didn't do a ton of things right on offense. But when it came down to it, they stuck to their core. They stuck to the run game. Both Nick Chubb and Creamed Hunt looked pretty good in this game. And that's all they needed to do. Cleveland gets the dub 22-17, moving them to 7-3. Next up, Atlanta Falcons versus New Orleans Saints. New Orleans without Drew Brees, able to get the victory 24-9. And their backup is exactly who they were thankful for. Taysom Hill, who actually did more on the ground game than he did in the air. 10 rushes, 51 yards, and 2 touchdowns. This was a completely different style New Orleans offense than we're used to seeing. They finally had this dual threat aspect because Taysom Hill was actually able to throw the ball really well too. 18 passes, 23 yards, and or actually, I'm sorry, 18 passes out of 23 attempts, 233 yards. He was a threat in the air and he was a threat on the ground. Plus you have Alvin Kamara. This is a really, really dangerous New Orleans team because now... They know they can switch it up with Taysom Hill, and as soon as Drew Brees comes back, this is going to be really incredible to watch. They're now sitting at 8-2, and two, number one in the NFC. Hopefully they can keep that position for a little bit longer. They'll have to play the Falcons again and a few other kind of tougher teams. So we'll see what they'll be able to do in the future. But right now, I think their game strategy is perfect. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Washington Redskins. Redskins able to pull this one out 20-9. This is another low-scoring battle. A lot of of kind of low scores this week. I was very surprised. A lot of good matchups. But Washington in this game was thankful for Antonio Gibson, their running back. 19 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Really established that run game in in the lack of Alex Smith's play. Alex Smith has been starting the last few games, and it's been really exciting to see him play, but he really hasn't been doing great, which you can expect after that such gruesome injury so even though Alex Smith was struggling, Antonio Gibson was able to light a fire in Washington and honestly both QB struggles we saw Joe Burrow uh not do great there were three turnovers by the QBs three missed field goals honestly and This was a kind of wacky game, and of course, everyone is not too happy about Joe Burrow's injury. He will be out for the rest of the season, torn ACL, torn MCL, and other ligaments. They're hoping he can play next season, but uh, sad news for Cincinnati, and hopefully they can just see the rest of the season as learning for new guys and strategy for 2021 and the 2021 draft. Detroit Lions versus the Carolina Panthers. I know it's Thanksgiving, and we want to talk about turkey and maybe pumpkin pie, but Carolina is thankful for donuts, because they put a donut on Detroit 20-0, to the first time in the Matthew Stafford era where the Detroit Lions have scored zero. P.J. Tucker for Carolina, stepping in for Diddy Bridgewater, did alright, and Mike Davis did good, able to hold this team out, give this team some good run in the third and fourth quarter. But honestly, that Carolina defense absolutely stuffed Detroit. Five sacks. Detroit could not run the ball at all, forced Matthew Stafford to throw, and Stafford has only thrown okay most of the season, and especially in this game. Didn't really have a lot of turnovers, but just punt after punt after punt, and Detroit couldn't get anything going. Carolina held this ball for... About for much more than half of this game, I think it was closer to two-thirds of this game, was held by Carolina. Detroit couldn't get anything going. Credit to this new young Carolina defense. Like there's a lot of rookies on this team. It's more of a rebuilding defense. But the fact that they could stop Carolina or Detroit in this game, a lot of credit to Matt Rule and this coaching staff for Carolina. And this Carolina doesn't have a great record. Because they're in a really tough division. But great signs for things to come. Pittsburgh Steelers versus Jacksonville Jaguars. This was a very obvious kind of blowout game. Pittsburgh winning it 27-3 in a game this completely likely. Jacksonville hasn't been able to do anything. They were playing with their backup QB, QB, Jake Lutton. What Pittsburgh was thankful for in this game is their amazing secondary. Minkum Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds each had two interceptions in this game. Jake Lutton for Jacksonville threw 16 of 37, 151 yards, and four interceptions. This Pittsburgh secondary is legit. It is undoubtedly top three in the NFL. You could make the case that it is the best secondary in the NFL. It It's just it, a very scary, scary Pittsburgh defense right now, and now... Also, Big Ben has been able to get it going with his receivers, too. I mean, this is a very dangerous receiver core as well. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster. They have weapons all over the place. James Conner's been playing at a consistent rate pretty good throughout the entire season. I've, I Pittsburgh's 10-0 for the first time in their history. Really impressive. I'm not sure they can keep that up. They got their next four games, I believe, of Baltimore, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Cleveland. That's a tough stretch coming up. They've so far had the easiest schedule in the entire league statistically, so I am not super surprised that they're 10-0. But with how I've seen this offense play and how this secondary has been able to handle through been able to handle QBs, it's a possibility. It is honestly a High possibility, especially I think this is going to be an easy win over Baltimore on Thanksgiving night. We could see a 16-0 team. We, we we honestly could. Speaking of Baltimore, we have the Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens in a nail-biter game that goes into overtime. Tennessee able to prevail 30-24. to And the man who scored that last touchdown is a man Tennessee is desperately thankful for, Derek Henry. 28 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown, which got them the dub. He, leagues the, he leads the league in rushing attempts and rushing yards. He also has nine touchdowns to add to his record. He is definitely the number one threat when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, and arguably the number one threat when it comes to rushing in the entire league. He is a dominant force in the backfield, and honestly... Tannehill has not played great, but he always plays better when Derrick Henry gets the ball more. And that's how Tennessee scores 30 points against a Baltimore defense like this. And Baltimore has had a very good defense up until now, but Derrick Henry is just that good, 133 yards. That is insane against Baltimore. Now Tennessee is going to have to play Indianapolis on Sunday for the second time in three weeks. That is going to be a very, very exciting game to watch. New England Patriots versus Houston Texans. And my Texans got the victory. 27-21. Let me tell you what, guys. I try to be as unbiased as possible when it comes to this show. But I cannot express how happy I was to see this score. Deshaun Watson... Obviously, what Houston was thankful for, yeah, Houston, tankf- Houston Texans, Thanksgiving, thankful for Deshaun Watson, 28 of 37, 344 yards and two touchdowns. He also carried the ball six times for 36 yards and a touchdown. And the thing I love most about the Houston Texans in this game, they played aggressive football. You see that touchdown with Deshaun Watson when he rushed the ball in, he absolutely pounded two Patriots defenders. You see Darren Fells and Jordan Aikens, the two, a great duo in tight ends, absolutely running over defenders. They played rough, tough, aggressive football, which is what I've been waiting to see from Houston for years on end now. I was a little surprised by New England. They did not rush the ball. Houston giving up the most rushing yards of anyone in the league defensively. And the Pats didn't really rush the ball very much. Cam threw the ball a lot and he only went 26 of 40. He, I mean, credit to Houston. Their secondary did pretty good. They were able to get pressure on Cam, some late sacks that were pretty clutch. Overall, I was very excited. You get three touchdowns in the first half by Houston. Very impressed with that. Honestly, great game by Deshaun Watson, great game by Houston overall. Deshaun Watson, hopefully he can keep this up for the rest of the season. Now, from my team to Zach's team, Miami Dolphins versus Denver Broncos. And I'm honest, I wish Zach was here so we could hear his opinion on this. But from my take, I think Denver is the most underrated defense in the league right now. Holy cow, were they able to stop the Miami Dolphins. But what Denver was thankful for in this game was the rule of four downs. Out of Miami's eight possessions in this game, five of them were three and outs. Miami couldn't get anything going on the running game. Tua did not look good. I mean, he got benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick in the second half. Denver's defense was dominant on all aspects of the ball with stopping the run, stopping the pass. They had six sacks in this game, and that's without Von Miller. You get Von Miller back, you draft a good secondary, this could be a very dangerous Denver team. And it also shows that Miami indeed needs an offensive lineman. The New York Jets versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers able to pull this one out 34-28 in a closer game than I imagined. Jets able to get something going there in the second half. But the Chargers on this Thanksgiving week, thankful for Justin Herbert, their brilliant rookie QB. He went 37-49, to 366 yards and three touchdowns. He leads all rookie QBs in yards and touchdowns. Which is surprising considering Joe Burrow has had more pass attempts by over 50. Except Herbert's been the more efficient one. Granted, he probably has the better offensive line and the better receiving core. But still, credit where credit's due. Justin Herbert has really taken this team underneath his wing and has really grown into a special rookie QB. I expect him to stay in Los Angeles for a long time. Give him a better defense. Maybe a little bit of a better offensive line. And the Chargers could go somewhere because, hey, their weapons are good. Okay, you got Austin Eckler, you got Keenan Allen, you got Hunter Henry. Those are those are special guys to keep there. And I know you're in a division with Las Vegas and Denver and Kansas City, but the Chargers give it two or three years could be right up there again where they were when they had Phillip Rivers and a spectacular defense. Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts. What a game this one was. Green Bay takes an early lead. Indianapolis comes back. Green Bay fumbles in overtime. Indianapolis kicks the game-winning field goal. Final score, 34-31 to in favor of Indianapolis. This one was fun for me considering Zach picked Green Bay and I picked Indianapolis, so just trying to get the points up for our game picks. But Indianapolis was thankful for their second-half defense. In the second half alone, the Green Bay Packers had 2 3 and outs to start the half and then fumbled the ball. Indianapolis was able to take advantage. They took the lead. Green Bay was able to score the last-second field goal to tie the game, but then in overtime, boom, two plays later, Green Bay fumbles the ball. Indianapolis wins the game. Spectacular second-half defense, defense by Indianapolis, right up there with Pittsburgh in the AFC for the best defenses in the AFC. The Colts, I was honestly surprised the Colts were able to score 34 points. But hey, when their defense was doing what they were doing, Indianapolis was able to get long drives going, make Aaron Rodgers sit the the bench. It was a great game strategy on the second half part by the coaches, by the defense, all around great win. And like I said, now they got to go play Tennessee on Sunday. Both teams are coming off great overtime wins against very talented teams in Baltimore and Green Bay. This This might just decide the AFC South Dallas versus the Minnesota Vikings Dallas able to get a win against a non-divisional team very surprising Dallas able to get the victory 31 to 28 led by the man himself Andy Dalton coming back from injury he went 22 of 32 203 yards a touchdown he did have that one interception But even Ezekiel Elliott helped him in this game with 21 carries and 103 yards. Those are the stats. But honestly, Dallas held this game from the get-go. They take that early lead. Minnesota does come back in the second half. Kirk Cousins was finally able to get something going. But Dallas able to prevail with guys like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb with that amazing catch in the first half. It was honestly a great overall team win for the Dallas Cowboys. And Andy Dalton, if he can stay healthy, he needs to stay as the starting QB for Dallas because he's got the experience. I think a lot of people have hit way too much on Andy Dalton, but this man has been to the playoffs twice. He he knows the experience of throwing to a great wide receiver in A.J. Green. He knows the experience of winning and getting to the playoffs. I love his resume when it comes to a backup QB, and this is his perfect time to shine. And he was able to make that happen against a very talented Minnesota team. Dallas able to stuff Kirk Cousins in the first half. What a win for Dallas. And now hopefully they can keep that momentum into Thanksgiving Day. Going to Sunday Night Football. Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders. And this one was just as good as the first one. Kansas City, though, able to prevail 35-31 to in another shootout of Titan teams. Kansas City was thankful for what I call the Mahomes clutchness. Last drive of the game, you got less than two minutes left, and Mahomes was able to take his team down the field seven plays, 75 yards in just a minute and 15 seconds. All those yards credited to Patrick Mahomes and his receiver core. This is a very dangerous team when it comes to the last two minutes because, honestly, Las Vegas had this game. For most of the day. The, I know the lead went back and forth for a long time, but just you could tell that the Las Vegas Raiders had most of the momentum, and Derek Carr was looking good, Josh Jacobs had a touchdown. There was something going with Las Vegas. I mean, heck, the first four drives of this game were touchdown, 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 touchdown by both of these teams. It was going to be a shootout. But eventually, Las Vegas, they had Mahomes' second interception of the entire year, And the first one came against Las Vegas. They had Mahomes' number for most of this game. It's just the last two minutes, man. Mahomes was able to get it going the last two minutes. And they were able to win the game. That's all I got to say. Why are the Kansas City Chiefs the number one team in the league? Because Patrick Mahomes can win when it counts. He was clutch in the playoffs. He's been clutch in a lot of good games this year. I don't see anyone being able to stop. Patrick Mahomes, in the last two minutes unless you're beating him by multiple scores. But if it's a one-score game, we see this a lot. I mean, you can make the comparison to Tom Brady. Tom Brady has had so many last-second drives. Patrick Mahomes is right up there when it comes to clutch in the last two minutes. Last up, we have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one was also a phenomenal game of great defenses, pretty good QBs. Tom Brady struggled in this game, and that is all respect to what Los Angeles Rams were thankful for. I call it the Stellar defense. Stellar spelled S-T-E-L Capital L A R for Los Angeles Rams. This defense is so like the Rams defense we have seen the last two last three years. Able to put two interceptions up on Tom Brady. And why did they put two interceptions up? Because they only allowed 42 rushing yards. We have seen in the past that Brady does well when his rushing game is good. But when you're being held to under 50 yards, team rushing, Brady's got to throw it more. And Brady obviously struggled against this amazing secondary, Jalen Ramsey, shut Mike Evans down pretty well. But Brady had to throw the ball 48 times and only completed 26 of those and two interceptions which were really bad interceptions. Rams defense, man. Their secondary is legit and they were their offense was able to take advantage of it late in the second half. Credit to the Tampa Bay defense, they were still pretty good. I honestly thought 27 was going to be right around where they were, but Tampa Bay was able to take advantage or Tampa Bay defense was able to stop the Rams a lot more than I thought they were considering brady's so many turnovers all around great game now the rams are sitting at seven and three tied with seattle and because they beat seattle earlier they have the number one spot a lot of the people are putting them at top five team in the nfl i can only give them that if their defense plays this good i still need more out of their offense but right now rams are top three defense of fours to be reckoned with and now we've only got five games left or six games left in the year A lot of stuff could go down late, but Tampa Bay definitely with this loss is now two games back, including a loss to, including two separate losses to New Orleans. I think New Orleans has that division sealed considering Taysom Hill is playing like he's been playing. Tampa Bay has got to get something going now sitting at seven and four. All right, y'all. Well, that was the week 11 recap Thanksgiving edition. And now I think we should talk about Thanksgiving itself because we have now three Thursday games to get into, which are, honestly, they're all pretty good games. Let's let's just look at the first one real quick. We've got my Houston Texans playing the Detroit Lions at 1230 on Thanksgiving. The first time I can remember the Texans playing on Thanksgiving. It'll be really fun to watch, watching them primetime. I'm going to give this one to the Texans, 31 to 24, and I'll tell you why. Deshaun Watson just had arguably his best game of the year last week. He's on he's 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 just hot, okay? Detroit, on the other hand, just had a zero on their mark to Carolina. Houston's defense should be able to stop this Detroit offense, and Detroit's defense has not played well and Houston should be able to take advantage of that defense. I think Detroit is is going to bounce back a little bit and take advantage of Houston's awful secondary. But Deshaun Watson, his wide receiver core is amazing. His tight end core, I was very surprised throughout. Jordan Aikens had a great game. Darren Fells has been consistent all year. Give it to your tight ends. Let Deshaun Watson make it happen. Forget the rushing game. It's Watson's It's Watson's to lose. All right. 31-24. I don't have Zach's pick at the moment. We'll get to those later. I'm sure he's written them down on some napkin or some receipt or something like that because that's just how he rolls. Next up, we have to go to Dallas because it's Thanksgiving and they're going to be playing the Washington Redskins. Um, before pay, Before this season, this honestly looked like a pretty lame game, but now with Washington stepping it up and Dallas kind of degraded a little bit, this has gotten a really, really fun, exciting, close game. Because of Andy Dalton last week, I'm going to give this one to the Dallas Cowboys. Watch for Washington's defense. It has looked pretty consistent all year. I like Dallas in this one, though, with Andy Dalton. Giving me them 24-23 to 23 in an epic close game between NFC East rivals. Last, but certainly not least, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. As of right now, This game is Pittsburgh's to lose. Baltimore just got news that both Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins have been tested positive for COVID-19, and they will be out this game, which means a lot. One, Baltimore has been the number one rushing attack in any NFL team. Now you're losing your two stars. Lamar Jackson is going to be forced to throw this ball. And because of Pittsburgh's amazing secondary, he's going to struggle. Mightily, just like he did their first time around. Pittsburgh should easily dominate this game. I'll go 28 to 17 in favor of the Steelers, putting them at 11 and 0 for the first time in their franchise history. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I sure hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving and we'll catch you around this weekend. Hopefully, Zach can join me once again once he gets uh, settled in. To his home we've got finals coming up so we're both gonna be hectic next week but the show must go on and we love doing this hope you all have a great holiday and we'll catch y'all later